Well, game one is in the books. And the Raptors took game one, 118 to 109. So, it pretty much, I had the Raptors winning at least one game at home. Um, you know, this game, it was really, it was actually really interesting to watch. I watched the whole thing. I wanted to, I actually wanted to watch the national anthem as well because I've never heard the entire Canadian national anthem. And when I watched it, I was like, they did pretty well. But then again, I have nothing to compare it to because, you know, I've, I've never really heard it before. But the game, the game was very interesting. Um, personally, you know, people, you know, Siakam played out of his mind, absolutely out of his mind. And I just, I don't know, he, he just looked amazing. But I'm going to say this. He's not going to have another performance like that. He had a great game, absolutely, and I give him credit for that. I mean, I was, I was watching it with my sister. Man, I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, he was, cause what did he have? What do you have? 32? Something like that? I'm trying to think. How many did he have? Yeah, 32. 32 points. 32 points. That's amazing. For him. And he played like just under 40 minutes. Played 39 minutes, 45 seconds. 14 for 17. 2 for 3. From 3. Perfect from the free throw line. 2 for 2. 8 rebounds. 5 assists. 2 turnovers. 1 steal. 2 blocks. He was phenomenal. I absolutely applaud him. But I just don't see another performance coming like that out of him. But I must once again get on Kyle Lowry. He did it again. He did it. Man, I knew this would happen. I knew this would happen. Kyle Lowry went two for nine. One for five from three, two for two from free throws, six rebounds, nine assists, three turnovers, five fouls, and he had seven points. Seven points. Seven. Not, not 27. Not 17. He had seven points. In 36 minutes. Two for nine. I I I don't know what it is with game ones in Kyle Lowry. But they just don't go together. I'm not sure why that is. And here's my thing. This is the these are the finals. 
in the finals, this is when you step up your game to its highest, to your highest level. Okay, this is this is what you this is what you dream about your whole your whole life when you want to become a when you want to become an NBA player. You're on the biggest stage. All the bright lights are on you. Millions of people watching. And you drop seven points. Seven points. That is atrocious. He, I mean, I just, I remember I was watching the game and I was, I was, I was in my mind, I was like, you know what? I hope Kyle Lowry proves me wrong. Cause I'm telling you, I like seeing great greatness happen. I like seeing great, you know, great competition. I want to see the best players on the best, on the biggest stage and I want to see them do as well as they possibly can. I wanted Kyle Lowry to prove me wrong, but he didn't. Two for nine. You can't go two for nine in the in the finals. Because here's what you have to think: the Golden State Warriors did not have a good game. They had sixteen turnovers compared to the Raptors' ten. You just you can't, they're just not going to play this badly again. And they didn't, it's not that they played, They. it's not that they played bad. They just could have played a lot, they could have played better. They had just some sloppy turnovers. And you also think, you also have to think, they put in DeMar, for some reason they decided to put in DeMarcus Cousins. I have no idea why, he only had three points. He made no difference. He made absolutely no difference. He had... He was 0 for 2. His only points came from the free throw line. 3 for 4. He had 2 assists. 1 turnover. 2 steals. uh, 2 fouls. That was it. That was all he had. So you have to think, you beat, here's, here's, the Warriors have absolutely no reason to panic at all. They have no reason to panic. They are the back-to-back reigning champions. I, I don't believe they broke a sweat. Cause look, cause just, let's just look at it. Let's look at it this way. You had no Kevin Durant. Which you're used to playing with. I understand, like, the Warriors can still play without him. But you have to understand, for the past two seasons, or should I say the past three seasons, you've had Kevin Durant. And you're used to, your offense is used to having him. So yeah, you can revert back to how you were before three years ago. But it's still not going to be, you know, the same. So you play in a different country without arguably the best player in the league. You get beaten by nine. 
Pascal Siakam has a has the game of his life. I mean, if you're in Golden State, you are fine. You're fine. You're absolutely you're absolutely fine. I I have no doubt that the Warriors will win this series. I just don't see them losing to the Raptors. And I say this because, okay, Kawhi Leonard, he's a he's he's won a ring and he's he's a finals MVP. But you know, Kevin Durant, he traveled to Toronto. I think he could pl- I think he might play Sunday. And when they get to Oracle, I don't see the Raptors beating them. I don't see the Raptors beating them any of those games unless someone gets hurt. Now, I will say this. I forgot to mention this. Iguodala, he got hurt this game. He got hurt. I want to say it was his his calf, I want to say. But, I mean, they're, they are going to be fine. They have absolutely nothing to worry about. I don't, I don't think they broke a sweat. Siakam is not going to drop 32 on them in game two. Fred Van Fleet, he dropped 15. He had a, he had a heck of a three, uh, later in the game. It was like in the fourth quarter. I couldn't believe it. I was, he got that lucky, um, hit off the backboard. But, you just you just have to understand the Raptors Siakam is not going to play that well because you have to think about it. Siakam got thirty two. He doesn't get thirty two points, and you only beat them by nine. You didn't blow them out the water. If you watch the whole game, the Warriors were in it the entire time. I want to say the most they were down by was. I think, I think 10, I want to say, because I know there were, there were nine lead changes and there was one time where they were tied. So here, here's the, here's the line score. Toronto got 25, 34, 29, and 30. Golden State had 21, 28, 32, 28. I'm telling you, they were in this game the entire time. Absolutely nothing. I mean, I mean, they had, they had 16 turnovers. That's, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. I want to say they had, I want to say they had like 10 in the first half. Golden State's not going to play this bad in game two. I, I guarantee it. And I believe KD will be back. Because here's my thing. People say he's going to play game three and game four. I disagree. Well, I, I think he will. But I don't think he's going to wait till game three or game four. Because if you're Kevin Durant, why would you travel to Toronto? Like he, he actually left before the team left for Toronto. So he, he traveled separately. 
why would he travel to a different country ahead of ahead of schedule and not play like it it actually makes no sense that makes no strategic sense or logical sense at all if you're going to wait till game 3 and 4 just stay at home there's there's absolutely no reason for you to go to golden there's absolutely no reason for you to go to toronto so i think he's going to play game 2 because they have he has he had tonight he had cuz i want to say i think he left Tuesday I think he left to Monday or Tuesday I can't remember but he has he has tonight so Friday Saturday and then Sunday I think he's going to play game game 2 and I depending on what happens in game 2 will will determine if my pick is going to be right or not because I have the Warriors in five. Seriously, like I, I think it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. Because I'm telling, you, I just think that this stage, you know, Kawhi Kawhi's out to prove a point, and I'm I'm honestly rooting for him. I don't want Golden State to win. I go to school near a bunch of near a bunch of Warrior fans. And at some, you know, at times it gets, it gets quite annoying. But, you know, I'm rooting for the Raptors, but I just don't think that they can do it. I don't think that they can do it because if you only beat the reigning champs by nine, you have your number one guy, he goes for 23. You're, you know, one of your big men that comes from Cameroon. Drops 32. That's just not going to happen again. What? So what do I think is going to happen? I think. I think Kyle Lowry. He can't do any worse than 7 points. I, I mean he will. He obviously could. But I don't think he will. He just. I just don't know what it is with him in game one. It's just, it's the strangest phenomenon that I've ever seen when it comes to sports. It's like he just, he does, not always, not all the time, but, but often when it comes to game ones, he just, I don't know. It's almost like he doesn't. I, I I can't even describe it. It's almost like he just tenses up. He just he just it's almost like he forgets how to play basketball. Like he's just I think he's just so busy thinking and he's so psyched out that he just doesn't play. He's so caught up in his mind and and his emotions and you know the moment of game one. That he, that his body just, it locks up and there's nothing he can do. That's my theory. 
when, when it comes to him. But I, you know, I, I have no, my doubt in the Warriors. I, I, there's no doubt whatsoever for me with these, with this Warrior team. No doubt whatsoever. Draymond, he had a, well, I just realized he had a triple double. 10, 10, and 10. 10 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds. He had six turnovers, one steal, five fouls. Wow, he had a he had a triple double. Doesn't matter though, because they lost. Wow, that's amazing. So I'm I'm definitely excited to see what they do. Golden State twenty nine assists to twenty five assists for the Raptors. Yeah, so if you have, if for some reason you doubt the Warriors, don't. Just take into effect everything that they went against. No Kevin Durant. You're not at home. You know, you had to play DeMarcus Cousins, which I would just ask Steve Kerr. I'd be like, Steve, why did you put him in? This is not the time to experiment. I mean, were they were they really that desperate? Because Bogut Bogut's the only guy I think who didn't play for the Warriors. Because I don't remember. Yeah, he didn't go in. Even Jacob Evans went in for four seconds. So I'm not sure why they put Cousins in. That made no sense to me. Like he he only scored from the free throw line. So, you know, we'll definitely see what happens. But I just I I I can't see the Warriors losing this series. Now, I'll say this. If they do Man, that to me would be, because I'm telling you, to me, this is the biggest mismatch since the Lakers against the Magic in 2009. So to me, it's been a decade since things have been so lopsided. In terms of like, uh, just level of talent, greatness, and experience. I mean, I mean, some could argue, you know, you have the Cavaliers when they face the Warriors and they, they only had LeBron. But to me, LeBron is just that great. To where it wasn't as big, as big of a mismatch. But yeah, man, this is, this is, I can't wait to see what happens. I really can't wait to see what happens on Sunday, 5 o'clock. So I want to get to this thing that came out yesterday with Jesse Smollett. Now, I got to say, this 
really Jesse doesn't look good. That's all I'm going to say. He does not look good. And I mean, this just, it really, really wasn't. So pretty much what happened, um, 470 pages were released. But this is just really shocking stuff to me. I mean, he... Jesse, I mean, Jesse looks even worse to me now. So, here's, so here's the interesting thing to me. The big, the biggest, the real, the two biggest takeaways for me. So, I guess right after the, right after the hoax, he changed his phone number. And that, it doesn't make you, it doesn't make you guilty just changing your phone number. But I'll tell you this, that is not something you do. That's not a good look. I mean, like, let's be real. For what reason? Let's, like, let's just, let's just think objectively. Let's just think, what, ask yourself, what reason would you have to change your phone number? Do you have someone who, you know, is stalking you? Um, do you have a, a bad ex who's just, you know, you want to try to completely detach from? But when he changed his phone number right after, that's just not a good look. It doesn't make him guilty. That doesn't, I mean, we already know it's fake, but that's just not a good look. And then in his first police report, he said that the attacker had white skin. And then he changed the story and said that he only assumed that. He said he assumed that because of what, of that, the fact that they were shouting MAGA country. So there was some, you know, stereotyping going on. Smollett also refused. Now this, this right here is huge. This right here is huge. Smollett refused to release his medical records, hand over his phone, or give DNA evidence. That is not cooperation. They asked, they asked him for three things. He gave, he gave none, he gave none of this. Here's, see, here's the thing. When you go to the police, you go, if, if you have, if you have a problem and you want it fixed, you want it solved, you go to the police and you cooperate. But this man, this man didn't cooperate. His, his medical records, you didn't give your medical records, you don't hand over your phone. And eventually when he did hand over his phone, it was, a lot of it was redacted. So that's a bad look. And you don't give any DNA evidence. 
this is just, this is just a terrible, terrible look for him. And then, you know, you have the whole drug thing. Where he was trying to get, you know, he was trying to get uh, weed, cocaine, and uh, and one other thing. What is it? He was trying to get like three, three different drugs. Can't find it right now. But this is just, this is, this is huge, man. And also, also what's huge is that he was, because you, you remember, remember how he sent the $3,500, he gave them the $3,500 check. This is Jesse Smollett to the, uh, to the brothers. He gave him $3,500 and he said it was for training. But according to the police, they didn't. The brothers never trained Jesse. I mean, this is, this is just, this is not good stuff. This is, I mean, this, this is just a bad look. And what's going to happen, well, well, here's what we still have, here's what I'm waiting for. They still haven't released. There's still we still can't find the surveillance video. And then the transcripts from the brothers' interviews, and the transcripts and videos from Smollett's conversations with police. Now, what I'm most looking forward to is Smollett's conversation with the police, because he kept changing his story. Because remember, he said first he said they were. The guys, the guys who attacked him were white, and then he said that they were pale. And you know this, Jesse. This is not. This is not good. This is not good. When Jesse Smollett was told his Nigerian trainer and his brother had been arrested for the homophobic racist attack. He said he was the victim of. He reacted with, it can't be them. They're black as sin. His reaction was revealed for the first time on Thursday, buried in 470 pages of previously sealed Chicago PD files that have finally been made public. The files also reveal how Smollett changed his story Throughout the police investigation, first telling police one of his attackers was white, then pale, and, which I don't really know what that means. Like, to say, to describe someone as pale, like, like, do they look sickly? Like, 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 what do you mean? And admitting that he had presumed they were white because of what he claimed they said to him, this MAGA country. He said that his attacker had pale skin that was visible behind the mask he was wearing around his eyes. Much of the detail in the files was already known to the public, including Smollett's 
initial police report of the attack and how police used Uber receipts to find the brothers. There are multiple lineups put together, but Smollett's lawyer did not let him do any. It is, ex it is not explicitly stated in the files if Smollett ever viewed a lineup that had the brothers in it because they are largely redacted. Two taxi drivers and an Uber driver who drove the brothers on the night of the attack identified them as black, the records show. None of the drivers, however, picked out the pair in lineups once they were in custody. Smollett, 36, also changed his phone number immediately after the attack, but used it to speak with Abel and... I think it's Ola. I think it's Ola. The Nigerian brothers in the hours and days after the January 29th incident. So they were planning this for a while. And it, it's just, it's really, this is just, this is not a good look for Jesse. It is not a good look for the city of Chicago. And you know, the Chicago PD, they have sued Jesse for $133,000 for the cost of the investigation. So it's just, man, this is, this is just absolutely terrible. I mean, this is, this is absolutely, this is absolutely despicable. This is, this is absolutely, this is, this is just absolutely amazing to me. Because we still, we're still waiting for an explanation as to why the charges were dropped. We still don't know that. And I don't think we'll ever get that answer. I mean, this is, this is just, this is just, this is some bad stuff. I mean, this, see, here's what I think, here's what I think is going on in Jesse's mind. I believe he, I, originally, here's what I thought, here's what I think he thought would happen. Jesse Smollett, in my, in my mind, was believing Okay, I'm going to fake this hate crime, get some attention, I'll get a pay raise, okay? And then, you know, because of, because, you know, I'll be believed because I'm a, because of intersectionality, I'm a black gay man. And so, you know, I'll look like, you know, a victim and then I'll get a lot of public support. I'll get a pay raise. They'll keep me on Empire and Empire is going to keep going, which means more checks. But then since things didn't go that way, he's like, oh, okay. This isn't looking too good. And then eventually he came to a point where he was like, you know what? It's not looking good. So I think it's going to be exposed that I lied. And you know what? I'm just going to 
We're just going to somehow get out of this. And this is all going to just pass. We're just going to let time pass. And we'll see what happens. I, I have some news for you, Mr. Smollett. Um, that's not going to happen. Um, that's not going to happen. We, because we are, we're, people are waiting for an answer for, for why this happened, how this happened. I mean, th- this is just, this is, this is, this is contemptible. This is absolutely hateful for people who actually are victims of hate crimes, like actual, real hate crimes that are not staged. And so they're the ones who suffer from, they're, they're the ones who suffer from this. Because all it takes is one bad example. All it takes is one bad example for people to point to. It's called a specific inferential error. You can point to one case and people will look at you, Jesse Smollett, and they'll be like, yep, see, that's why, you know, these hate crimes, you know, you know, that's, that's why there's doubt initially. And sometimes people are afraid to step forward because they're afraid that they won't be believed. It just takes one time. Now, I'm also going to say this. It's, it's good that questions are asked. It's good that, you know, investigations happen. But Jesse has made it, you know, he's made it worse for victims of actual hate crimes. This is, this is, this is just absolutely, this is absolutely terrible. On January 27th, Smollett picked the brothers up from their home in his Mercedes, drove them to the spot where the attack would take place, and walked them through what they said. This is, this is what the brothers are saying. This is, this is just not good. This is, this is not gonna pass. This is not, this is not just gonna pass. This isn't just gonna fade into the ether. Um, someone, someone asked me, uh, like last week, how did I think this whole Jesse thing would end? I said, I said, it's one of two options. I said, one, either he's going to cough up that hundred, that 133 grand. Um, or he's going to, uh, He's going to find a way to change his identity and just leave. He's, I think he's gonna, I think he might try to go off the grid. Does that sound absolutely stupid? Yes, it does. But I, 
but like, let's just think about this. Okay, Jesse is in some boiling water right now. And it just like, it, it seriously gets worse. And here's what's going to happen. There's nothing like visuals. Once people actually see what happened, then it'll be like, yep, that's it. It's, it's, it's over. And then once people, you know, see the interrogation tapes and all of that, it's going to be even worse for Jesse. This is not a good look at all. Cause I, like, I'm, I'm trying to think. If, if, if I'm Jesse, what do I think I'm about to do in terms of, in terms of income? Like, ser- like seriously. I mean, the best thing I could think of for Jesse is, I don't know, write a book about what happened? I mean, just, you know, write, write a book about your lies? I mean, if, if, if you're Jesse, I mean, what, what do you do? Do you come forward and say, yeah, I lied? I don't think so. This is no, this is no win. This is no win for him. This is, there's, there's no situation where he comes out on top. There's, I, I just don't see it. This was just a dumb move on his part. This, this was just absolutely idiotic. Man, I just, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. It's, it's, it's really gonna be, man, I just, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Prosecutors dropped charges on March 26th without Smollett admitting guilt, saying that Smollett had agreed to forfeit his $10,000 bond. Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel and Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson then expressed outrage over the prosecutor's decision. At the time, Johnson said he learned of the deal prosecutors made with Smollett when the deal was announced by lawyers, adding he didn't think justice was being served, which it wasn't. I mean, Jesse, I mean, hours were spent on this case. Hours. Thousands, you know, thousands of hours on this one case, which pulls, it pulls detectives from other cases that are actually real and actually need to be investigated. So you take, you take resources away. Just, just to realize that, oh, this is all a hoax. This is. This is just absolutely, this is, I, I just, I, I, I don't know how this is going to end, but if I'm, if I'm Jesse, if I'm Jesse, 
I'm going to find a way to get that 133 grand and I'm just going to pay it and that's it. Because Chicago PD, they're not going to let this go. Because you you understand this is this makes Chicago PD look bad. This is not a good look for them. They're not going to let this go. They're going to keep on fighting in the city of Chicago is going to they're gonna they're gonna keep they're gonna keep fighting for this because this is thousands of dollars in taxpayer money that was flushed down the toilet. I I don't know. But I if I'm if I'm but see here here's the thing also. If Jesse pays that money that's pretty much him admitting guilt. So in a way, he's being smart by not paying it. But there, there isn't, there is no scenario. We can go through all fourteen million six hundred and five scenarios of this. There is not one where Jesse comes out successful. People aren't going to forget this. Because let me tell you something. When people think Jesse Smollett, or if they see his face, they're not going to think Empire. Ten years from now, they're not going to remember, they're not going to think Empire. The only thing they may think about Empire, with, in terms of Jesse Smollett, is that he's the guy who is the reason that it ended after six seasons. Or however many seasons it's had. They're gonna, people will know Jesse Smollett as the guy who made a hoax and cost thousands of dollars in, in resources and, and man hours. This is the guy that the whole country was waiting to see, you know, what happened. You had celebrities, you know, presidential candidates, people just coming, just coming to his defense and then looking stupid afterwards. That's, that, that is Jesse's legacy. Jesse's, he is not in entertainment. This man, in my opinion, is Dunzo. Jesse Smollett is Dunzo. There's nothing he can do to get out of this in a clean fashion. They're not gonna let this go. This this may go on this may go on for years. I don't know what's gonna happen. I have no clue what's going to happen, but I'm ex- I can't wait to see how it ends because this will end. Oh, it's going to end. It may be tomorrow. It may be next month, next three months, next six months, next year, five years. It's going to come to an end. 
and I'm praying to God that justice is served.